Catch the podcast live fortnightly on Saturdays at twitch.tv forward slash Omnicadia. Episode 3. Quite interestingly, we have changed from our original topic to a slightly different topic due to recent events. So instead of us going into a full in-depth review of console wars over the last generations and this generation, we are now going to be focusing on ninth generation. Uh, And we will get into exactly why in the show. So, I am your host today, my name is Calix, and we have our lovely co-host friend over here, it is Wolfie is me, hello my dude. Hello, hello, hello. How's How it going are you doing today? my friend? I am, I am fantastic. very tired. There we go, that I was very perfect. That was amazing. It is, it is 7am for me right now. Quite crazy at time of recording right now. 10 p.m. It is. for me as well. Time zones, everybody, is great. Oh, they're great. Speaking of time zones, Holla, how are you doing, my friend? Hey, what's going on? I'm just enjoying a good uh, sunny day in Texas. Oh, it's fair. Very fair. Hello, Maximilian. Hey. Maxima boy, how are you doing? It is very hot in Iowa. <laughs> Nice. And not last, but certainly not least, Jump, how are you doing? Well, as everyone else, it's really hot to Sweden too, apparently, today. <laughs> yeah, well, it's raining in Australia, so... Yeah. It's a little bit cold in the UK today. It's a little bit chilly. It's been we'll nice and sunny. We're 15 but... degrees today. Yeah, a chilly willy situation going on. Uh, guys are too cool for the heat. I see. Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> so, what has everyone been playing this week? As a quick little discussion before we get into the main meat of tonight's today's podcast. Uh, Cal, what have you been playing? Playing indeed. So, uh, I've just got off the back of my first ever experience of Sea of Thieves after their How was that update. I'm quite liking it. Uh, I like the quest system. It's kind of like a lot of uh, fetch this, do that, uh, come back with some forwards across the seas, because we're quest givers. And I kind of like that kind of uh, grindy, persistent, run backwards and forwards type thing. Um, Although I did have a very interesting run-in with some players that decided to... uh, crash into the side of my ship and steal all my loot. <laughs> so that was quite exciting for my first day. Very <laughs> nice. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, apart from a little bit of uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but I had some tech issues, so I'm going to have to come back to that later down the road. And uh, a little bit of Watch Dogs 2 again this week. So a little bit more nice. in that, progressing through the story quite nicely in that game. Very good game. So, so Ubisoft's and Ubisoft and Pirates, more or less. Pretty much Ubisoft and Pirates this week for me. Yeah, nice. There's a common theme there. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Hollow? What have you been playing this week? I just recently wrapped up 
Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I gotta say, it is a pretty damn good game. Damn uh, the fucking mu- right it is. Yeah, the music's great, the swords are slashing, and all the girl characters can't stop thirsting for me. <laughs> sounds about right. That sounds sounds, sounds like right. every anime, right? But um, I'll probably be trying to go after some more uh, Resident Evil titles next. Exciting. Fair. Nice. Uh, what about you, Mr. Jumpside? What have you been playing this week? Well, I got my second PS4 last Friday, so a week now. Went mm-hmm. through the first three Uncharted games in two days. Super enjoyable. Really good <laughs> games. Good story. Jesus I did Christ. not sleep. How? At all. Yeah. And then I accidentally jumped on Bloodborne and now I'm stuck. <laughs> uh, I can't stop playing. It is really enjoyable. I'm the same way with any Soulsborne game, let me tell you. Yeah. I, I yeah, I heard they're pretty good. They are super uh, good. Just pretty good, they're amazing. What about you, Mr. Maximilian? What have you been playing this week? Well, to take it back to the old days here. I've been playing Silent Hill 3. Ooh, um, nice. Yeah. Mm. I decided, you know, I'm going to actually try the third one. Haven't really tried it before, and I fell in love. It's my favorite one out of the, the isn't that one trilogy. A, yeah, sorry. I was going to say, isn't that a direct sequel to the first one? Seems like it so far. Seems like it. Um, I just really like the main character, too. It has some corniness, you know? It's one of those games where you can tell there's that japan influence right away just with the dialogue and everything and the music and jill sandwich love it exactly i remember (laughs) playing that game but i i couldn't ever when i was when i was younger this is i couldn't ever get past the first area and oh did you go through the door and like get like get killed like yeah that's that's Mm. what i did and like that's it that's that's as far as I ever remember in that game. Like, Maybe you're supposed to walk around or something? I don't know. I, I just walked around, explored, and then died. And I was like, oh, Maybe I'm in a diner now. terrible at the Gim Gams. Yeah, uh, well, that's definitely true in in all aspects of my uh, gaming career. I'm not very good. <laughs> just kind of exists. Just kind of exists. So, uh yeah, so that's what everyone's been playing. A good selection of games, um, actually. How dare you? Well, yeah. Yeah, uh, we forgot a guy. You, d- you go last. Go for it, my dear. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I've been playing Final Fantasy VII as well, the remake. Oh, yeah. I'm, I've just finished doing all the side quests in Chapter 14. Mm-hmm. So I'm about to start tackling the main ca- campaign again, and I'm loving it to bits. Um, I've also started playing Jedi Fallen Order, and oh my god. How are you finding I, that experience? I am oh. in love with it. Because when I, I am having so much that, fun. I started playing it myself, and uh, I was like, I'm really not sure about this combat mechanics that they've got going on with the parry, block, guard, and everything. And then I thought about it, and it's just like, of course. Of course they would do it like that. And uh, as soon as I realized that, of course, they should do it like that, my brain just forgot about the combat mechanics completely, and it just felt like second nature. Oh, it, it's a beautifully crafted game. It's a Are you a fan of BD1? Game. Oh, yes. 
Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was little love that little, little bipedal bastard, such a so funny, super likable <laughs> side character. I love him so much. He's I've awesome. had him for exactly a day, and if anyone hurts him, I will kill them. Then I'll kill myself. <laughs> Whoa! That's what? Hard, that's hardcore. <laughs> yeah. And you call yourself a Jedi? <laughs> Who said it was a Jedi? Oh no. <laughs> uh, and on the back of that, I decided to order the Dark Souls trilogy. Because oh, have fun. Very yeah. nice of you. So that I'm should be fun when I get my hands on that. Looking forward to your uh, opinions of that particular trilogy once you've, uh, once you've dived into that. I will let you know when I get it. Thank you very much. Uh, so, now, now that everyone has now spoken about their gaming experiences for the week, Cal, uh, let's get into the meat and veg of today's podcast. So, Cal? as I said a little bit earlier in my intro for this week, we've had to change our, uh, our format for this week. Uh, we were going to do a ridiculous in-depth review of past generations and do a bit of a retrospective but then microsoft decided to open well ubisoft decided first of all to uh put a tweet out on i believe it was their japanese social media and um or, or chinese i really don't know i glossed over it and then went to sleep and then checked it the next morning um saying that they were going to do a stream with uh, an artist called Boss Logic um, in, rela in relation to the next Assassin's Creed game. So, we all got involved with that, having a little gander, and it was a reveal of the game. So, we got very excited watching that as a group. Um, and we decided that we might have to change the format for this week anyway. And then Microsoft decided to tweet out. And they tweet out, hey look, uh, we're doing an event, a digital event on May 7th. So we've had to change. So this time we're doing ninth generation uh, console talk, I guess. Uh, it's, we're not going too deep into console wars this week, but... Uh, we'll 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 see where it takes us. A little bit of a general discussion. What to follow I up your will... point quickly, it yeah, was definitely. Ubisoft China that sent out the TC announcement. They, uh, I knew it was one of them. Um, and then obviously we had to pivot away from our original choice. So uh, yeah. to get us into, I... gone. I was going to say, why not interject? The way they actually announced. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh my god! Oh my god! That was yeah, brilliant. Actually, let's let's have a discussion about how they did that. It was like an eight-hour Twitch stream of of Boss Logic sitting down with no breaks, working through that, creating this amazing piece of art from start to finish, and. Wow, it was brilliant, fantastic work. I've got I've got to give props to Ubisoft for their marketing. That was solid. 
that was a really good way to reveal a game. Yeah. I was invested for that entire eight hours. What did you What did you three think of it, Max Holler and Jump? Well, um, I got to search up a lot of facts about Assassin's Creed, and I learned some history. Very nice. Since I'm since I'm not really into Assassin's Creed, and I still wanted to loot. I mean, yeah, they did, they did give away free loot. Yeah, it was it was smart, right, wasn't it? It was it was smart to yeah. do um, a little quiss on the side while watching um, him paint. Or what about edit. you, you uh, the Americans in chat? What what do you, what do you guys think of it? The reveal. Go ahead, man. I was at work and I was stuck, and I hated it. <laughs> Ouch! You hated being at work, yeah. or you hated the reveal? I hated that I was stuck at work for another like six or seven hours. Did you end up watching the time lapse? No, no, no. I just I was at work and I didn't have time, and I've been working, and I came home, and I was like, you know, I'll just watch the trailer, and you know, I have to say it actually looks really cool from just you know seeing the game itself. But I kind of am bummed that I couldn't be along for the ride. I think that's what would have made it even better. The ride was really something. It was beautiful. I'm sad you missed it. It was. Oh man, I, I am too. And what about you, Holla? Yeah, if you don't mind me uh, mentioning it, um, I find it, it's one of those things where it makes you really excited for other games that are coming out when they market a game like this in like a special way that's unique that you wouldn't really expect from them. Like with Activision, you had the, uh, the Spyro eggs in the Crash Team Racing yeah. uh, Fuzzy Dice. I yeah. really enjoy it when... Um, Publishers allow developers to leak games and involve the community more. Yeah, it's yeah, a brilliant thing definitely. they do there. Yeah. Um, I That's a very good point that you bring up there, which um, kind of brings us into a little bit more of the ninth generation talk. Um, when we were watching that particular reveal, it, to me, it felt like the kickstart of the gaming season. After a drought of uh, gaming information, it was oh, so quiet. Months. Oh, and yeah. Then this popped up, and it was like, I'm so excited. And not just for Valhalla, it was, I'm so excited that things are starting up again. Um, so I really want to thank whoever was at Ubisoft who decided to do that marketing campaign. Thank you. Is it, it was fantastic. It's even better. Is it, it's even better we had it this way a way to bring a sense of community because of the fact every piece of uh, gaming related news we'd gotten in the last few months was all negative all these different events were being cancelled or games being delayed or like cancelled so having a game being revealed in this way that promotes a sense of community everyone coming together and seeing this massive piece of art um, was amazing and unique and I don't think that kind of experience is going to be replicated at all. Yes, I, it's going to be difficult for any any marketing to meet that, to be perfectly honest. On that note... Moving uh, into the ninth generation of gaming. Yes, so uh, basically, before I go too deep into it, I just want to mention that the majority of ninth generation news and uh, reveals that sort of stuff 
is actually coming from the hands of IGN um, uh, and uh, Jeff Knightley, who is the creator of the Game Awards, um, through their new program, essentially Summer Game Fest, which is a portion of time between now and August. Uh, so we'll see lots of digital events sort of stuff come from that. Um, the reason why I bring this up is uh, purely because E3 doesn't exist this year. And with the removal of E3, it's only fitting that someone comes up with a way to give us gamers all of that juicy news. All of that meat to chew on and get excited for the hype train. That E3 Not only E3, but Gamescom as well. Gamescom is also cancelled. I'm sad about that one. That is sad. Um, so, uh, as part of the um, Summer Games Fest, there are multiple different phases. So, um, phase one is what I just mentioned from May till August of 2020 and it will involve multiple different publishers like the um, likes of Activision, Bethesda, Blizzard, CG Project Red, EA, PlayStation, Steam, Square, uh, Xbox. So it encapsulates a lot of areas of gaming. Uh, so anyone currently listening I advise you to keep an eye on IGN and Summer Game Fest. If you need to look it up, go search it up in Google, just Summer Games Fest, and you will find all of the information that you possibly need on the internet of where to where you find this. Uh, make sure you're there, because if you're not there, you're going to miss it, and uh, you're not going to be part of the whole E3 experience that we would normally have. So make sure you go and t take a look at that. Um, so, we're going to expect a lot of game reveals and stuff at these events. But one thing that we get quite interestingly uh, sidewinded by on the majority of things is demos. And since this is a digital event, a question was put forward to Jeff Knightley online basically uh, what's the event doing in terms of playable demos will people be able to get play playable demos the direct reply and I'm saying this as a quote from Jeff Knightley there will be playable content and maybe some big surprises and that is all I'm going to say of what his statement was it was a little bit more exciting than that but um, I'm not going to read the rest because he wasn't sure what to expect just so essentially from what we can gather from that on those few sentences alone is that the demos I'm kind of making a return to consoles in a way Which taking that as face yeah taking that as fa from face value mm -hmm. yes after a generation where demos weren't really pushed that far, we're coming into this next generation where demos seem to be the main point of getting it into people's hands. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's it's actually really quite exciting the fact that uh, demos could be there um, because we've not really had it recently. We've had betas, which were yeah. very uh, unfinished. To be perfectly Should honest, we remember the beta program for seventy six. Like yes. two weeks before launch, that was great. Mm. <laughs> that was. That was that it was just exciting. works, right? It, it just it was, works. It was a really interesting time because it didn't even show the whole game how they would have released it two weeks later because they added so much in terms yeah. of, for example, microtransactions that they never spoke of. Yeah. Really That's interesting things. Very true. And, and for so, um, game demos. Oh, yeah. go, go ahead. Oh, is no, no. okay? I was going All to right. ask as as uh, you game guys. Demos, yeah. As far as dam- da- uh, game demos go, I don't really know who it was that started got the ball rolling, like the impetus that you know brought game demos back into relevancy. But, I mean, Capcom, I mean, with Resident Evil 2 and their one-shot demo, really got a lot of people hooked on the game. They would even make alt accounts to get even a second chance to play the game. And now oh, you've yeah. got uh, uh, publishers like Square Enix doing that for Final Fantasy. And so it's fun, really. Yeah, it's there's a chance to play these games the game. that they... Mm-hmm. Sorry, you finished. Um, it's just a free wave telling if you want to like the game or not, yeah. if it's your cup yeah. of tea. And That's exactly like what I was about to say. are not getting affected like they thought for quite a few years there, where they're actually making more sales, it seems, from these demos now. That are going digital more than they expected, um, and Square knows this. You know, Square it's going to sell. It's Final Fantasy. It doesn't matter to them. Yeah. With Resident Evil Two, like Eric mentioned here, it's um, it was a big deal where everyone played it. Didn't really know too much about you know the remake, and then you can just see the spike in sales just because it, everyone was talking about it. It was all over. They they had mods already for the demo. Yeah, like, yeah. It shows more confidence, you know, as opposed to a beta. Exactly. Even though those are more multiplayer oriented. On the case of Resident Evil 2, they later re-released the uh, demo for people to play through and left easter eggs for Resident Evil 3 in there as well. Mm-hmm. The stars. And then yeah. uh, Jill's note was that an exactly. additional DLC. So it also helped with their pushing of the next game. In small yeah. ways. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, it- it's it's always nice when uh, a publisher, well, a, a dev, will uh, put Easter eggs into stuff that they've worked on or that is underneath their publisher or connected to their universe in games. Um, so it's nice to have it drop into some of these demos. And it's also showing uh, the whole demos being a thing. It's showing a move in the industry away from beta contents to uh, actual playable demos of a section of the game rather than uh, attesting for the mechanics, if that makes sense. Which I can get behind 100%. I much rather play a portion of a finished game to get a sense of it rather than signing up and potentially not getting a part of this nearly finished game that's unpolished. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Battlefront um, beta. Anyone remember that? <laughs> which beta you said? Uh, Star Wars ba- EA Battlefront, the first one that they uh, ended up doing. Was it 2015? 
Some... It's something like that. Yeah, yeah I believe you so. You mean for Battlefront 1? Yeah, Battlefront no, 1. Battle... Yeah. Oh, okay. It was, the, it, okay. Was, it was the, you know, and they added the whole EA Star Wars Battlefront when they ended up making their first delve with yeah. that IP. Yeah, so... I'm not really a fan of the betas. Just just going to push us a little bit further into our discussion. And this is going to be a little bit more uh, technical for some of you, but I felt like it uh, was needed to be included when we're talking about both uh, Microsoft's Xbox and Sony's PlayStation going into yeah, the it, next generation. Tech specs are basically all we've got at this moment in time, so it's going to come up. Yes. Regardless of how, you know, you discuss it. So, this might get a little bit dry, I apologize, but I will try to keep it short and sweet and give you all the juicy information as quickly as possible, but uh, not... It'll be as short and as sweet and as juicy as Cal is. That's so exactly take that as you right. will. Uh, also, I'm not technically that short, so I'm not sure what you're trying to say to me. Oh, them but I, be- I bet you're juicy, though, aren't you? <laughs> I am quite juicy, thank you very much. Mm. Okay, so on that note, let's move on to talking about <laughs> oh. Microsoft's Xbox Series X spec points. Hey, Future Wolf here, interjecting the podcast. So, this entire segment was meant to focus on the specs of the console, as you already know from what we were saying. However, it was really boring and dry. Uh, I discussed it with Cal, and we decided to just cut that entire section out for the sake of your enjoyment. So, without further ado, let's get back to the podcast. Currently, as it stands in terms of specs, Xbox is pulling your head, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything uh, if they don't have any killer apps for exactly. their console. That's yeah. very, Speaking of very which, true. as a nice little segue into the games... It's a great segue. Uh, yeah, we have, we have a list of confirmed titles, or, and speculative, so I'm just going to provide them as the one list for both consoles. PS5 in particular because it doesn't have any properly confirmed titles apart from Godfall. From what I'm aware. Uh, Uh, And Assassin's Creed Odyssey, uh, not Odyssey, uh, Valhalla, which we're going to bring up at the very end. Uh, So, for Xbox Series X, we have Cyberpunk 2077, Gears 5, Gods and Monsters, which is a Ubisoft title, uh, Halo Infinite, Author of the Machine, Outriders, Senyu Saga, Hellblade 2, Tom Clancy Rainbow Six Quarantine, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, Lord of the Rings, Gollum, Ultimate Fishing Simulator 2, and Warframe. And on the PS5 side of things, there are, there are going to be some overlap here, just so you're aware, because a lot of the games that have been confirmed for both ti- uh, platforms are multi-platform. We have God of Monsters, uh, WRC 9, uh, Warframe, Tom Clancy's Robo 6, Quarantine, and Siege, Godfall, Outriders, Watch Dogs, Legion, uh, Ratchet and Clank 2. Oh, wait, no. These next three are very speculative, but they have been confirmed in some way through major leaks. Those being a second Ratchet and Clank sequel, Horizon Zero Dawn 2, and a Blue Point remake that may be 
uh, what was it, Demon Souls? Demon Souls, yeah. Yeah, yeah straight yeah. up a variety of different uh, properties. The very, and, uh, obvi- obviously, and obviously, recently we've had confirmation that Assassin's Creed Valhalla is coming to both Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 as a cross-generation title. Yes. Uh, before we go uh, further into the game discussion here, it is worth noting that there has recently been stories from Ubisoft, since the majority of these games seem to be coming from Ubisoft, uh, that um, their titles are looking to be moved for their release dates to line up with the release dates for the uh, next generation of consoles. So some that have been confirmed may move, and some that haven't been confirmed will end up being lined up to next generation or after. It's worth yeah. Which makes sense that. from a financial point of view. Yes, it makes perfect sense for a cons- uh, for a company to move uh, to where the consumers are going to be moving to. So I think that's a good move on Ubisoft's side. And that tells you something, right? It tells you that uh, the uh, Microsoft and Sony, for example, have a date in mind for the next generation of consoles. It doesn't seem like the world yeah, events no are going to no affect doubt. that very much. Maybe in quantities of hardware, but... A date, nonetheless. Now I'm going well, it's to definitely grab coming that. out when they set the, it for it to come out. I'm going to grab that point mm-hmm. and I'm going to run with it. We have been told that both Xbox, well, Microsoft and Sony, for the Xbox and PlayStation 5, uh, are making sure that their next uh, release, Holiday 2020, is going to stay set in stone. Now, this is very important that we mention this particular story that's come out. Sony seems to have mentioned somewhere on the internet, I had found it recently, I just can't quite remember where it was um, reported. It was reported on by IGN as well. Okay, so IGN reported this too. Um, The... Executives at Sony seem to believe that some of their parts are going to raise their price point, and as a result of that, they believe that consumers are going to be less likely to buy into the console on release than they would for previous generations. So they are currently ordering their manufacturing parts to uh, manufacture five to six uh, million units instead of however many they had previously planned. I think it was like which, seven or eight. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I would like to make a very interesting point here. Sony, when they released PlayStation 4, sold 7.3 million units in the first two quarters of the release for PlayStation 4. So that the demand uh, could be interesting. The supply and demand. We could have less supply for the demand, or we could have a low demand and low supply. So it's quite interesting to mention this. 
on the top of the price point, it, it is rumored to be somewhere between five hundred and six hundred dollars USD, I believe. Yes, uh, I believe. Yeah. Uh, four hundred and forty-nine is the lowest that they're believing it to be, and it can go up to five hundred and fifty. Which would make sense because I think the PlayStation Four Pro was around that when it launched. Yep. Mm-hmm. Back in 2016. Yes, uh, it was quite expensive then, and it's definitely expensive now. Uh, so, we just thought we'd mention that. We don't really know very much for the price point of um, Xbox Series X yet, but I'm guessing we're going to learn that this week. Well, yep. that does tie in the comments by Phil Spencer. Uh, he had a he had a, uh, like a stream conversation with... Uh, someone from IGN, and he said they are going to stay agile on price. They will not be beat on price or power when it comes to um, the, um, comparing the, the Sony PS5. So yeah. we're going to see similar prices for both, most likely. So that definitely shows some confidence coming from uh, Microsoft executives at the moment. Yes. Yeah. All they've got is confidence right now. It's, yep. it's great to see that. I just hope that the software has confidence as well behind Agreed. it. Agreed. Guess we'll know next month. Uh, bringing it back to the uh, apps, removing away from the tangent we just had, what do we think of the lineup for the uh, launch, guys? Well, is it good? Is it stuff. bad? I'm just glad Knack is not on that list. Knack <laughs> 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 free. Hey, I want Knack Three. What are you talking about? What are you... Blue Points I mean... remake Knack One? It's a it's a yeah, prequel called Knick Knack. <laughs> I mean, I like I'm it. really missing Connect uh, Two there on the Xbox Series X oh, launch titles. Star, the, uh, Star Wars Connect Two. <laughs> uh, oh hell yeah, dude! I want to be riding solo. <laughs> on solo. Come on. Yeah, it was such was a great terrible. app. It was beautiful. <laughs> so, Halo Infinite. We think that could be a uh, straight-up banger for the launch of the Series X. Considering if it it's... doesn't get delayed, which we don't know yet, we haven't seen anything at all aside from Mega Blocks or Mega or, uh, Mega Constructs. To have Halo Infinite in that list just makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Yep. If they would delay yeah. that, that would probably hurt the console. Yes. Yeah, they, they can most likely. That. Very, very true. Um, uh, and something interesting. Oh. Uh, and I'm, I, I just see a lot of titles. Um, well, a good chunk of these titles are actually titles moving from this generation to next yeah, generation. Yeah, they're they're becoming uh, cross generation. Yeah. So, Halo Infinite. Yeah. So there's a lot of cross gen as launch from what I can see, which is which, quite interesting. I was going to say, it kind of makes sense, because even last, uh, this last generation, 7 into 8, we had those cross-gen titles. Yeah. Yes. And they, they haven't announced their big, big guns yet, I'm betting. I'm oh, betting, besides, no, you know, not. Infinite, besides, you know, like The Last of Us and, and stuff like that, that is even cross-gen I right mean, now. Like, it's, yeah. there's still more big guns to reveal, cross-gen or not. Yeah. Definitely. Which is 
what we're going to be looking forward to for Summer Games Fest, so that's quite nice. Which is oh, a good yeah. little segue yeah. into what titles do we want to see on the new consoles, guys? Uh, it can be confirmed, it can be rumoured, or you can just pull it out of your ass. What would you like <laughs> to see? I want to see oh. new Crash Bandicoot and new Spyro the Dragon. Come on, let's go. Agreed. That's, that yeah. would be obvious. great. Everyone here agrees with that one. That's yeah. Obvious. Except for timed exclusivity. I... How about that, right? That idea. <laughs> no. I believe <laughs> I exclusivity... Be exclusive. <laughs> oh, no. They, they shouldn't be exclusive, but I do believe console exclusivity exists for a reason and it should continue to exist. But that's a completely yeah. different discussion yeah. uh, to be had on another day. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't really know but, much other than that, to be perfectly honest. A new... Honest. To run with your comment on the Crash thing, I'd like to see a new Crash game in the vein of Twin Sanity. That could be interesting. I mean, if I can play mm. co-op with someone, I will always take it. <laughs> Make it co-op. Let me play with my buddy. Let me I do want work. them to keep that versatility of different locations, like they did with Warp, to where you could... Like, they don't have to go back in time necessarily to find the crystals, but it would be interesting to see more locations other than the jungle that you mostly see in the laboratory, at, you yeah. know, in the first Crash game. Kind of like how Mario has his usual ice, fire, plains, water motifs. Yeah. You like to see something journey outside of that. I wonder how the SSD yeah. will affect the, a new Spyro game with its portals. I wonder if they'll... I mean, I would Be hope that they keep, keep <laughs> yeah. I hope they keep the loading screen not just the load, but for aesthetic. I guess that would be nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a staple at this point. It yeah. is. It's a staple of uh, the, uh, the actual game. Well, I mean, Resident I Evil had really... the slow doors, the the slow door uh, opening animation. They took that out with the uh, new camera perspective. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll have to see. Agreed. What are the games apart from Crash and Spyro, guys? Come on, a new a new Bioshock or a that Bioshock? Is actually yeah. on that point there is one already in the works. Yeah. Oh yeah, we just yeah, yeah it, just it was under the code name Parkside. It was reported on back when Kotaku did a piece on Mafia Three, and it has since been confirmed to be in development. Yeah, T- I mean, As Take Two is going to be year. at the uh, Summer Game Fest, so. That's I mean that's that's that. huge so that could be anything GTA related uh um hopefully right yeah and there's that Harry really Potter RPG maybe it's something bully related you Ooh, that's know. a bully a bully sequel would be great I'd take a bully yeah. sequel over another Grand Theft Auto honestly I think Me I would too. at this point too to be perfectly honest as the p- person who is proclaimed to not be the Rockstar guy I'd take a bully sequel over uh, that any day. Mm-hmm. I don't like GTA, as we know. I really don't know what I would want. Last of Us, I'd love to see that as multi-platform. Yeah, yes, definitely. definitely. Uh, that's a no-brainer. Another Doom game? We just got Ooh, one. Yeah. <laughs> I want another one! Uh, <laughs> we all Dude, unfortunately, one. we're in uncharted waters with the whole uh, Mick Gordon situation. If any of you have uh, yeah, been, uh, fair. Yeah. Yes. That's very true. I would really love to see some continuation uh, yeah. in the Soulsborn series. Really well, they've sad. confirmed they're not doing any more Dark Souls. They're done with that series. What? Well, yeah. 
So yeah, they confirmed that. No, no. Yeah, they're yeah. done with that. But they have said nothing about Bloodborne. Yeah, Bloodborne. Yeah, they're definitely going to make a Bloodborne sequel. Yeah, and I Bloodborne think has make... become the new Dark Souls for them. I could, I can see and that happening. And I know because Sekiro's basically confirmed to be done too. You know, there's no DLC; it's just kind of done. So it's Bloodborne's an obvious. They're going to make a sequel with that one. I mean, they, yeah. they didn't shut that off yet. But with uh, Elden Ring. With the Elden Ring coming out, that's the main focus right now. Anyway, mm -hmm. go on. I know what I want for 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 the consoles. I want both, and I know I've said this before, but I want Croc, and I want Gex. Hundred percent, yes. I want Gex. Croc, Croc, I can live with not seeing, but Gex. I, I want him updated Gex. with brand new references, brand new ideas, brand new quips. I need Croc in my life again. I you know what I need? I'd rather do Croc, but you know Croc seems unremasterable. Yeah. I need Rayman. I need Rayman back in my life. Rayman, I need that. Yeah. I need that guy with the floaty hands with no limbs back See, in my life. See, that could actually happen. That one I, is plausible. I would well, like um, a new Rayman in the vein of the first one. I'd like one in the vein of the second one. But the second one that was on PS2, yeah, where it had a, an open world feel to it. Okay, then I, I felt like I liked the linear um, side scrolling thing. We could get had. both. That's the thing. An amalgamation. The of best both of both two worlds. Potentially, that, that could work. Cool. They could have. They could have a world where it focuses on the side scrolling. Yeah, as a sure. as a gimmick. Rayman uh, was known for its gimmicks. You all remember riding a goddamn rocket dog? No, I never played it's, Rayman. Then you should. You should educate yourself. You should definitely educate yourself. Go, go. <laughs> when, when, we finish, when we finish here today, you're going to do that. I've decided that's your, that's your next Aww. challenge. <laughs> Something that I mean, would be interesting, though, um, at Summerfest, since Sony is giving out info, mm. apparently there, um, is uh, Ratchet and Clank. Now I'm doing yes, quote-unquote with my hand, rumors. too. Yeah. It would be interesting to see some information about that. Yes, uh, agreed. Uh, with the new graphics of the PS4, too, or PS4. Five. A long read of information about the rumored uh, Spider-Man Two. This, this that could be well very off. interesting. Yeah. Because I've kind of moved away from the franchise, but I kind of want to go back to it. Killzone. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, that would I be could... pretty cool to come back, right? It would be or, interesting. Or maybe a Resistance game. Sense and Oh, that'd be. That'd be weird. Uh, Terminator uh, now. Resistance. What, say again? Terminator Resistance. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the Insomniac property. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which what else? Could be interesting. Hmm. We could have a, a third-person uh, game with the uh, former platformer from Rare called uh, Banjo-Kablooie. 
they could be gears <laughs> I like that, but he how uses about Kazooie as a shotgun conquer? How Ooh. about a proper sequel to Conquer's Bad Fur Day? That would be dope. Sounds nuts. That would be quite interesting, for sure. Everything mm-hmm. amped up to eleven. Yeah. What if we just go down the rabbit hole of uh, of fake leaks and all that? What do you guys think of it that uh, the Konami thing? Because originally it was like Sony's acquiring uh, Konami assets and IP, and then you know a month later it was uh, Xbox. So, what would you think? What, what what IPs would you want in the docket that Konami has? That Silent would be Hill. Great. Hundred percent Silent, Silent Hill. Hill. It's, yeah. It's obvious. Yeah, me too. Like I, dude, I've only ever played the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have seen people play the second and third games and the fourth one, and they're brilliant. I love them. Yeah, do you think and Xbox I- needs that sort of... You know, they're trying to target every genre. The first person, uh, first Xbox person, the sci-fi, have enough studios fantasy. The belt as it- Sorry. I was going to say, Xbox have enough uh, studios under the belt that can tackle that kind of feel, yeah. though. That's they the thing. They don't need to... Re- <laughs> They don't need to rely on that thing, whereas Silent Hill has, was known as the Sony thing for the longest time. For the longest time, 100%. It'd be an interesting 180. What about Castlevania? What if what if, what if we got Moon Studios, a, se- a second party deal, where they make a... Ra- uh, you know, like Ori's, obviously, it's more kid-oriented. But what if they just go complete opposite and go fucked up rated R with a Castlevania... Metroidvania, like a dark version of uh, Bloodstained. Yeah, it's like someone's excited for uh, Moon Studios games. Like, oh yeah, we're, uh, we're well. This is assuming if the Microsoft thing was even had any truth to it at all with Konami. Would you want Moon Studios making a Metroidvania Castlevania game? Because I got that experience there. Why not? Yeah. We're going. We're coming into a generation where all the the gloves are off. Anything's up for grabs. Where the old kings are becoming the peasants. Yeah. More or less. Yeah, and the whole the whole uh, the rise of CD Projekt Red is one of the most go-to um, publisher and developers out there. I mean, they've done mostly everything right this generation and they've risen to uh, great prominence in the eyes of the gamers everywhere because they have lots of uh, pro-consumer tactics which a lot of people agree with they've garnered a lot of yeah. friends and even just the mention of a new Witcher game or any small tease from Cyberpunk gets more hype than any game out there right now 100% and it just, it just goes to show if you do what the consumer wants you'll succeed Build it, yeah. and they will come. Definitely. And on that note, I think that comes into the speculative things through the next generation. Well, let's get directly into spe- into speculations, and I just want to make sure that we do mention this. Sony, you're being too quiet. I need I need you Wake to wake the fuck up. I need you to be a little bit louder, telling me what I need to know, because it's making it very hard to speculate for your side. So I'm going to have to speculate over on Microsoft's sides. I really am looking forward to seeing how Next Generation 
pushes forward the play anywhere initiative. I'm really just looking forward for that. And um, from what I can see, it's going to be a major focus for Microsoft. And um, I'm hoping that it makes them a shit ton of cash. Personally. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I just wanted to do that. I was going to say, the Xbox brand has moved way from more so just being solely console to being console and PC. It's no longer uh, a... Microsoft PC thing it's an Xbox PC situation definitely for sure uh, especially with the design of the Xbox Series X which looks like a PC it does it's a it's a gaming stack for sure 100% yeah a gaming stack I love it it, it is it, it looks so good and I'm I'm so happy but I I think Microsoft's going to grab the stage and just run with it. At least from what I know currently. Right now. Yeah. Right at this moment. With the lack of Sony saying anything. And with Microsoft saying literally everything that I need to hear. I uh, think... Sorry, you finished your point because I've got a different point to make. Uh, I, I, I was just basically saying that like Sony has to do a lot more to get me on board. Because right now, I'm not going to go Sony. Right at this present moment in time, uh, I don't feel like I'm going to go Sony. They need to speak. I think it was like, as, as it stands, I think we're in the midst of the final generation of the console wars, as quote-unquote console wars. Mm-hmm. Um, it's getting to well the point be. where every... It's getting to the point where every company is starting to do their own thing. Yeah, um, for sure or starting to cross with one another, so there's not going to be a pull-out. You know, oh, this one's better than this one, that one's better than this one. It's more so a fact of how can we help you, or how can we bolster each other to be the better company. The best company we can be. Take Xbox helping Sony with their streaming service, for example. Or allowing their IPs on Nintendo. What does everyone else think about Next Generation? What do you guys think? It's going to be interesting to see how they implement the ever-growing part of streaming your games and how they're going to implement that. For example, if you look back at PS4, it looked a bit quonky trying to stream from it and needing to have that HUD, for example. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how they are going to implement since it's getting bigger and bigger as we speak. Um, it wasn't that big when the consoles were released, so to say, 2013. Um, yeah, live, live streaming games has exploded. It has grown, yes. And that's going to be interesting with the more superior hardware than last generation to see how they're going to implement that and make it as consumer friendly and easy to use because that's consoles basically ease of use talking, in my talking opinion talking about that specifically I was going to uh, so, sorry you want to go or do want to go uh, I'll, I'll go quickly uh, talking about okay. that specifically I wonder how much Microsoft are going to stay attached to their mixer mm, like, yeah. 
compared to Twitch. Will Microsoft make the change to support Twitch better? Or will they knuckle down and call their bets on Mixer? I think they'll stick with right Mixer. Right now, we can see Mixer doing very poorly, to be honest, which is sad. But they did pick up a huge few contracts recently. Yeah, and that's the thing. Looking at, for example, Ninja, he has like three, four thousand viewers. Mm. When he had hundred thousand, basically, on yeah. Twitch. Uh, very, every streamer just lives off the contract right now, basically. Mm. Which is interesting to see how Microsoft's gonna fix that because. They can't just continue buying people because people clearly do not want to change platform from Twitch right now. Yeah, very true. At least the consumer uh, market. Where, where were you going to go before I went on that tangent there? Uh, I was going to go on to the whole cloud-based gaming thing because that seems to be where the industry is going right now. Uh, yes. As someone who prefers his, phys- his uh, media physical... Uh, it does sadden me a little bit, but I understand why it's going that way. Ease of accessibility for everybody involved, and it allows you to not have to have the hardware on hand to play yeah. said game. What does everyone else think about that particular topic? Because that's a huge topic right now, and that's uh, definitely something I would like to know what your opinions are. Who wants to go? Well, as long as uh, X, as long as Microsoft, with the way they're, de- you know, the way they're manufacturing their console. The Series X, because I mean we've heard that um, obviously you can take a like a loss per se on every unit that's made, but yeah. Microsoft has ma- made it apparent that it, that it's more along their services that's uh, keeping them profitable, which is the case. But I wonder with the way that Microsoft could potentially bounce back this generation. If they'll give more of an eye towards their towards their hardware as a way of uh, you know it's feasible for everybody because obviously they got cloud based gaming coming. Then I feel like yeah, because you know and you also got games going to uh, PC. It would just be interesting to know how if what if, what if the Series X is just insanely popular as hell? Like I wonder if they'll give more credence to it. Very true. Uh, while not alienating, you know, retro gamers, people like physical, because, I mean, what is it, 70% people buy digital copies? I mean, that's still 30% or 20%. Yeah. It's still a lot of damn, that's a lot of fucking money. So. Definitely, 100%. And it's going to make a change in people's uh, people's perspectives going forwards, I think. Uh, with the industry going th- this way, I think some converts will happen for uh, physical collectors, uh, but you guys really know how to s- just hold on to your games. So I'm hoping that they all they all make sure that physical stay yeah. available to everyone. I f- and, yeah, and I feel like Phil Phil understands that, and he, we 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 want everybody mm-hmm. to have e- equal. Uh, I mean, not just access, but just to make sure every like. Full spectrum of gamers is acknowledged, and you're not just like forcing people to conform to a new practice, even though it should sure. gradually end up that way. And on that point, we're going to move into 
the end of our show because we're running out of time here today. So, I would just like to thank everyone for joining in the panel. I'm just going to go on a little tangent here and then we'll uh, we'll uh, do a sign off once I've done that tangent. Uh, I do apologize for all listeners of the podcast of why we haven't been speaking too much about Sony. Uh, we need them to speak more. Maybe we'll do a different uh, segment in one of the podcasts coming up after we've gotten some information from Sony's side of things. So we do apologize for it being quite heavily Microsoft-focused this week. Um, uh, we will come back and look at Sony uh, when we have some information to share. Currently, we do not. So, uh, just want to thank you guys for joining us. Um, I'm just going to pass over to Woofy here to do sign-offs for you guys, and then I'll sign off. Thank you. Cow, Hollow, where can we find you on the internet if you want to be found? I guess you can add me to my uh, gamer tag, which is the same that it's listed above my head in the video on the podcast, mm-hmm. Hollowback Gaming on Xbox. So, yeah. Thank you. What about you, Jump? Where can we find you if you want to be found on the internet? You can find me at Twitter, at Jumpside2. That's me. Awesome. And what about you, Max? Where would you like to be found if you want to be found? Currently on the internet. I'm just here on Discord, so just um, if you want to add me on my you know tag here, you can. It's Maximilian... Uh, the number is 8590, and my name is spelled with one L instead of two. Awesome. Thank you. What about you, Cal? Where can we find you on the internet? You can find me within the Twitch realm, twitch.tv forward slash Calix, but uh, replace the L with a one, because I'm weird like that. Someone else has my username. Or you can find me at S on Twitter, or you can find me within the Omnicadia Discord server if you have a, a way of getting in there. And you can find me uh, on Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter under the handle WolfiesMe. It's so simple for you. <laughs> you got them it all. Is. <laughs> so I'd like to thank you all for joining. Uh, much appreciated. Uh, and we will be back uh, now because we've changed from weekly to bi-weekly so we will be back for the podcast on May 22nd at 2pm BST and you can find this live on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Omnicadia that's where we do all of our live streams and our community events and all of that sort of stuff. So, thank you all for joining us. Thank everyone for listening or watching the video. And we will catch you next time. Peace. Peace. See you guys. See ya. Catch the next episode on the 23rd of May on Twitch, Spotify, and YouTube. This has been an Omnicadia production.